Well, let me just say first that it is the Sanhedrin that appoints the Jewish king. The Sanhedrin members are the ones basically that have been saying that they've been meeting with the Messiah within the last couple of years. They've been saying he was going to appear any moment and be revealed. And so when you have a parliamentary monarchy, apparently you still keep the prime minister in his position and you keep the president in his position in the parliament part of the government. And then the king, of course, is the royal sovereign. But the thing about this type of monarchy is that the people don't get to vote and have their say of who is ruling in power as far as the king goes. This is the Sanhedrin that puts the Jewish king in place and appoints him when they choose to. And they also have great power over the throne of the king and they also are given power of the courts. And we know that the Sanhedrin plans to be the world court and to get rid of the United Nations and have representatives of the 70 nations around the world right there in Jerusalem, who I revealed as the scarlet harlot of Revelation, mystery, Babylon the Great. All of these religions are going to come there into one thinking that they're worshiping the same God, but they're not. So this is the great apostasy when they try to convince Christians that Jesus is idolatry worship, which is absolutely not true. So, you know, the Old Testament says, God has become my Yeshua, my salvation, my Redeemer, my Savior. So how much more clear can you be? So what I was revealing to you a couple of videos ago was that I realized in order for them to put the monarch, the new king, in place, they have to weaken the current democracy form of government and weaken the Supreme Court in order to eventually put the Sanhedrin as the world court. And, you know, they will make everyone comply. And that's just it, because when the Sanhedrin appoints the Jewish king as their royal sovereign, and these other people keep their positions in parliaments, it weakens the ability for the people to be able to have a say in who's ruling over them. So in other words, as soon as the Sanhedrin appoints the Jewish king in ancient times, the people are required to comply with whatever the king says and does. This is how I believe that they will put the mark of the king on the people to buy and sell. And if you don't have the compliance of the people to buy and sell with the king's mark on yourself, you will not be able to buy, sell, or do anything because you don't have the mark of the king. So this is something that was revealed to me in my dream. Many of you saw that video and that's where it came from about the king's royal cipher. Um, but the people right now in Israel are protesting the current government of Benjamin Netanyahu who is 
right now trying to set this whole thing up, I believe that they want to put that king on the throne. And of course, King Charles III is going to be coronated May 6th. So let's just take a look at what's happening in Israel and the people are protesting the diminishing of the democracy that they have. So this article from Axios, tens of thousands in Israel rally against Netanyahu's far-right government. This is what the people were taunting King Saul about when David was gaining prominence and later became king, but it says tens of thousands rallying against Netanyahu's far-right government. That's not a term to take lightly. Listen to this, because these people are protesting Netanyahu, and they were tens of thousands. And this is in 1 Samuel 18.8. Saul was very angry. This refrain displeased him greatly. They have credited David with tens of thousands, he thought but me with only thousands. What more can he get but the kingdom? Do you think this is another prophetic, incredible sign to have an article saying tens of thousands of people were protesting Netanyahu and he's really setting up the parliamentary monarchy to put a king on that throne of Israel again? And it's ironic that those words would be chosen because they're getting ready to put a king on the throne of David again. And uh, says, what more can he get but the kingdom? So Israel's government will be forever changed when it goes back to the monarchy system. We see this again in 1 Samuel 29 verse 5. They were saying, isn't this the David they sang about in their dances? Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands? Is this really a prophetic symbol to us that they're going to put a king soon to restore the Davidic dynasty and put the last earthly king that was represented by Saul on the throne? when they should be putting God, their Yeshua, on the throne? I think this is really profound. So they showed all of these Israelis standing there with the flag that had the supposed Star of David, and supposedly that was the shape of David's shield. I don't know if you knew that, but whether it was or not, I don't really know because it's also considered a hexagram and has bad connotations. But let's look at this. Tens of thousands in Israel rally against Netanyahu's far-right government. Israeli protesters attend a rally against Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's new hard-right government in Tel Aviv on January 14th. It says, Tel Aviv, tens of thousands in Israel gathered in the pouring rain to protest against the Netanyahu government's plan to weaken the Supreme Court and other democratic institutions. Because they're David. Genealogically, 
is about to sit on that throne, the one that the Sanhedrin will appoint. They probably have already picked him out. That's probably why Rabbi Sir Ephraim Mervis is going to attend King Charles III's holy anointing ceremony and coronation on May 6th. It's all being set up. This has to come before the king is put in place. Why it matters, the plan announced less than two weeks after Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's right-wing government took office has deepened the political divisions and stoked fear among some that the heightened tensions could tear Israeli society apart. And wouldn't that be the time of Jacob's trouble? Driving the news, authorities estimated that up to 80,000 people came out for the Tel Aviv protest, while several thousand rallied in front of the president's residence in Jerusalem. <laughs> so you've got the 10,000s in one place against Netanyahu, and you've got the thousands at the president's residence. I just find that stunning that this last king will represent the last earthly king, and that's represented by Saul with the thousands, and the ten thousands protesting in Tel Aviv. Marches were also held in other cities across Israel, including in the northern city of Haifa. There's no coincidence that that is the case, and this is being said. The police blocked the road leading to Netanyahu's residence in Jerusalem. National Security Minister Itmar Ben-Gvir had ordered the police to crack down on the protesters by using water cannons and arresting those who tried to block roads. Well, don't you think that they're going to not have a say anymore when they put the king on the throne and they didn't have any say whatsoever about who's going to rule over them, but they will be forced to comply under the king. It includes passing a law that would allow the governing coalition to override Supreme Court rulings by a simple majority of 61 votes in the 120-member Knesset. It also seeks to end the Supreme Court's ability to revoke administrative decisions by the government on the grounds of reasonability significantly decreasing judicial oversight. The plan envisions giving the government and the coalition in Parliament absolute control over appointing judges because they're going to put the parliamentary government in place. They're just not telling the people and this is only being revealed through the power of the Holy Spirit. Additionally, the plan includes changing the law so that ministers would be able to install political appointees as legal advisors in their ministries, something that is not under their authority today. So they got to change the times and the laws and put this monarchy in place again. Something that they haven't had a king on the throne since Zedekiah was taken to Babylon and he was kind of a usurper king in a way because Nebuchadnezzar appointed the uncle of the true king in the lineage 
from the tribe of Judah. So all of the princes went to Babylon, including Prince the Prophet Daniel. What they're saying, Israeli opposition parties, grassroots organizations, and others have come out strongly against the plan, with legal experts saying it will eliminate the ability of the judicial branch to do the checks and balances against the executive and legislative branches, which are both controlled by the governing coalition. Former Justice Minister Zippy Livni, who was the keynote speaker at the demonstration in Tel Aviv, said that the government has launched a war against Israel's democratic institutions. And now you know why it's happening. Because they've got a goal and a plan to restore the monarchy, an absolute monarchy, where the people will have no say over who is ruling over them because you don't elect a king. It's appointed by the Supreme Court judicial court system, which was the ancient Sanhedrin. Former Supreme Court Judge Ayala Procasia told protesters that a country in which judges need to demonstrate against attempts for regime change is a country in which all lines were crossed. The big picture, in an unprecedented speech on Thursday, Israeli Supreme Court President Esther Hayut warned that the plan is aimed at crushing the independent judiciary and, if implemented, will deal a fatal blow to the country's democracy. I told you! I told you that I realized when God was revealing all this stuff that it was the monarchy of Israel, of Judah, that had the fatal wound in the head. The king is the head of state. God brought a sword against them. And that's what is in the book of Revelation, that this monarchy is restored. They had a deadly wound in the head with the sword and did live. That was the crushing of the ancient monarchy. So the monarchy is what had the fatal wound in the head but Israel has been restored and then their monarchy so the deadly head wound has been healed when this king takes the throne so they're trying to deal a fatal blow to the country's democracy to put this man in place and of course the Jewish rabbis say that the Messiah is only a human being born of a mother and a father here on earth so they have rejected their king just like God said with Samuel when they wanted an earthly king and God gave them Saul and God said they have not rejected you they have rejected me Israel's justice minister Yariv Levin accused Hayut of turning the Supreme Court into a political party that sees itself as being above the Knesset and above the people. He claimed Hayut had joined forces with the opposition and said her speech was a call to set the streets on fire. So it says this is a developing story. Do you see that history is repeating itself? They've rejected Jesus as their king, Yeshua, God is their king, their salvation, Yeshua, 
and they're accepting an earthly king trying to reestablish their ancient monarchy that had the wound by a sword and yet lived and now it's going to be reconstituted then they're going to build the third temple and they're going to sit the king in the throne of David which they believe that Jacob's pillow stone in Scotland was Jacob's uh, anointed stone where he saw angels ascending and descending on the ladder and in Bethel so you know whether it is or isn't really Jacob's real stone but of course all the kings of Scotland queens of Scotland and all of the kings and queens of England have sat above that stone and and I told you before that Solomon had stated that he was not only taking David's throne when he was coronated there but he was sitting on the Lord's throne not just David's so this is how I explained how he could sit upon what they think is Jacob's pillow stone which they think is David's throne which they actually ultimately think is the Lord's throne which is how he could claim to be God or you know sitting in the place of God now there's a whole nother aspect that I've talked about the whole side with the Pope and what he's doing but these last few videos I've only been talking about King Charles the third and what's coming with the coronation so Please don't think I'm eliminating the Pope and all of what he's doing. It's all pieces of the puzzle of the Antichrist beast system. It's being put into place. And of course, Daniel was the Prince of Judah. He was one of them. And so he was prophesying what was going to come about in the last days. So of course, he's envisioning the restoration of the monarchy because it had just ended when Zedekiah's eyes were blinded. So Israel's eyes are going to be unblinded fairly soon when they realize that this king is going to betray them partway through the seven-year time of Jacob's trouble. And, of course, <laughs> the Pool of Siloam, where Jesus healed the blind man, which is symbolic of Israel having their eyes blinded until the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, and then the Lord reveals his face to the remnant. But some of these captions say Israeli protesters in Tel Aviv protest against the Israeli government's plan to overhaul the Supreme Court on January 14th. Another picture says tens of thousands attend an anti-government protest in Tel Aviv's Habima Square. That's kind of interesting because usually Ha is the and bima is like the bima seat and it was from the bima seat that they would read the torah now here's an opinion piece from the guardian that says netanyahu is israel's own worst enemy why won't western allies confront him well because they're all in on it you know they're all in on it and maybe what they're thinking is is that they know that certain things have to happen to set things up so that the Lord can come and reign and put an end to this corrupt world. So they're trying to put everything in place and make it happen. This was written by Simon Tisdall. 
The hard-right religious coalition is attacking civil liberties at home and becoming an unreliable partner abroad. Its leader is endangering Western support for his country. Written January 15, 2023. I think this article is kind of interesting because the guy's name is Samir Aslan. And I think that was the name of the lion in the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe book. Samir Aslan did what any father would do. When Israeli soldiers broke into his home at Kalandia refugee camp last week to arrest his son, he rushed to protect him. The 41-year-old Palestinian was shot and killed. His death received scant notice, so frequent are the incidents. A reported 224 Palestinians were killed last year in the occupied, quote-unquote, West Bank, which suffered almost daily army raids. 2023 is shaping up to be even worse. The main reason is a new ultra-nationalist, hard-right religious coalition government in Jerusalem that includes, quote, racist, anti-Arab ministers determined to annex all the Palestinian territories. And it's going to get much, much worse because they're talking about forcefully evicting people from their homes and just physically removing them like they did to the Jews in Gush Katif which a lot of Jews participated in hauling out other Jews, so this was bad news. Um, this would be, I think it's over a thousand people they're talking about forcefully evicting from this area. Yet the response to this alarming, destabilizing development from Israel's Western allies has been strangely muted. A few have issued veiled warnings. None has imposed the sort of sanctions or boycotts leveled in the past on political extremists in other countries. And actually, Benjamin Netanyahu had come out and said, that was reported in the news, that he was going to kind of crack down on anybody talking against his government and what they're doing. So uh, it's getting more forceful. The coalition's objectable plans raise a broader, uncomfortable question for the U.S. and Europe, teaching beyond the too familiar abuses and impunity of military occupation. In short, can Israel still be considered a reliable law-abiding ally that shares a set of common values and standards with the Western democracies? Well, we're actually a republic, so please go look up the difference. Maybe this is why governments are keeping quiet. In critical respects, Israel under Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's self-perpetuating leadership is a liability, they say. It obstructs a two-state solution to the Palestinian conflict and scorns the United Nations and international law. So you see, they're scorning the United Nations. They want to get rid of it. They want to put the Sanhedrin as the world court. They want a world government. That's what they foresee as the Antichrist, which they don't think is the Antichrist, but they think that their Messiah will put a world government in place. And I read that to you in the last video from their own words. 
It refuses to back sanctions on Russia over Ukraine. It rubbishes the 2015 Iran nuclear deal while threatening war. It sells spyware and arms to authoritarian regimes that abuse human rights. And this is what this opinion piece is saying. Worse still, perhaps Netanyahu's band of bigots is actively undermining Israel's democratic institutions and civil rights, such as a peaceful protest and LGBTQ rights. Many Israelis, both Jews and Arabs, passionately oppose the government. So, senior politicians warn of civil war. They said that there was going to be a war, basically leading up to the king sitting on the throne. It could be a very short war, too. It doesn't have to be years long, just like they had a six-day war. So it could be between now and the coronation. Diplomats and generals are in mutiny, but reckless opportunist Netanyahu does not care. Conventional imperatives for treating Israel differently from other countries read like this. Israel is the Middle East's only genuine democracy. It must be supported. It is surrounded by hostile regimes seeking its destruction. It must be defended. Remembering the Holocaust, Europe and America owe the Jewish people an eternal debt. It must be honored. We owe them a huge debt. You know, I heard something that changed my mind about the thinking of some of the people in Israel is that I bought this Land of Israel necklace from one of the IDF, two of the IDF soldiers that became very famous in Israel. They had a TV program. And one day when I was listening to him interview the Turk, Adnan Akhtar, who said that the Third Temple would be a mosque, and he's gone to prison because he had all of these um, basically whores that he was involved with, and uh, the Sanhedrin members were meeting with him telling him that the, all they needed to do was gather all the Arab countries. Oh, could that be the Abrahamic Accords? Gather the Abrahamic people, and then they need to find and choose a Messiah, and then the building of the temple would take place, and it would be a mosque. So, not having known all of that, probably, um, this IDF soldier had made a statement that kind of freaked me out, and that was that it was Israel's responsibility to punish all the nations where they had been dispersed. So, obviously, they're trying to get their own revenge and payback. I don't really know how they're doing this, but is it being orchestrated with this comment, Europe and America owe the Jewish people an eternal debt? It must be honored. Wasn't it the Europeans and the Americans and even the Russians that came to the aid during the Holocaust to rescue the Jews that were in the camps? The Soviets 
At the time, it would have been the Soviets. Now they're back to being the Russians. But this ingrained thinking informs but does not excuse reluctance to confront the far-right zealots. Finance Minister Bezalel Shmotrik, leader of the Religious Zionist Party, who advocates annexation of the entire occupied West Bank, or Judea and Samaria, biblically, is now in charge of settlement construction. Wow. Um, one of his first acts was to seize $40 million in Palestinian Authority funds. Itmar Ben-Gavir, co-leader of the Jewish Power Party, who was previously convicted for inciting racism, is the new National Security Minister. He began by ordering a police crackdown on Israeli and anti-government protests. They're cracking down on Israeli protests. So they're coming against fellow Jews and saying that they can't protest. And of course banning the Palestinian flags. And of course he paved that deliberately provocative visit to Jerusalem's most sensitive holy site. Netanyahu's coalition is moving quickly to tame the judiciary. The very same justice system that is prosecuting him for alleged corruption. Meanwhile, criticism grows risky. Zvika Fogel of Jewish Power Party last week accused opposition leaders Yair Lapid and Benny Gantz of, quote, treason against the homeland, end quote. Little wonder President Isaac Herzog felt the need to call for calm. U.S. President Joe Biden, a stalwart Israel ally, views upholding democratic values as the defining global struggle of the age. That's because they want to create the world government there in Jerusalem. And of course the Antichrist is going to sit upon that monarchy throne and the people will have to be compliant to whatever the king says. If the king tells them, take my royal cipher, you know, on your hand or your forehead, you know, they're not going to have any say. Why? Because the people that it's going to be put on are probably ones that have rejected their king. It is the struggle of the age. We are struggling and fighting a battle that we have no idea how incredibly significant that all of these battles we're fighting are because this is the last hurrah of Satan of Lucifer and his plot and scheme to sit on the throne of God and sit on holy Mount Moriah and be worshipped there part of the mark of the beast system has to do with bowing down and worshipping the one sitting on the throne so, you know, people that have talked about other things that can be the mark of the beast, there could be something implemented, I believe, in the future. But this has to do with worshiping him. 
Now, this is an interesting statement. Of course, this is his opinion, but it says, Netanyahu's close association with democracy destroying Donald Trump, enthusiastic endorsement of Brazil's wonderful coup plotter, Yair Bolsonaro, and matey dealings with Russia's Vladimir Putin and Hungary's Viktor Orban must have Biden puzzling whose side the six-term prime minister is really on. Six terms. That's the number six. Progressive American Jewish leaders have similar concerns. So a lot of these people are socialist in mind. So maybe this person is more bent that way. A shamefully supine approach is also being pursued by EU countries and Britain. Biden is sending Secretary of State Anthony Blinken to Jerusalem to investigate what's going on while Netanyahu is due in Washington next month. That will be interesting. Yet so far the U.S. has eschewed overt criticism. A shamefully supine approach is being pursued by EU countries and Britain visiting Israel last week a foreign office minister, Lord Ahmad, blithely declared bilateral ties and attained new heights. And it says the idea that Israel is besieged by hostile regimes was true once, but no longer. It has proved many times it can look after itself. The so-called Abraham Accords with the UAE, Bahrain, and Morocco reinforced an established trend towards coexistence, if not friendship with the Arab world, and Netanyahu hopes the Saudis will sign up next. Hateful anti-Israel ogres of yore in Egypt, Iraq, Syria, Sudan, and Libya have all been vanquished one way or another. The big exception is Iran, which remains fiercely antagonistic. Sooner or later, Netanyahu will again threaten to attack Tehran's nuclear facilities. War with Iran would inevitably draw in Europe and the U.S., much though they abhor the regime that remains contrary to their interests. They have successfully restrained Netanyahu until now. Likewise, an infatata-like explosion in the West Bank, which I say Judea and Samaria, triggered by ministers' attempts to regulate illegal settlements or collapse the Palestinian Authority would be viewed as an avoidable disaster by the West. Yet there are signs an explosion is coming, a.k.a. the tribulation, <laughs> Jacob's trouble. Evidenced by the recent violence and rise of the local Palestinian armed groups linked to Islamic Jihad in Gaza. According to CBN, a lot of these terrorists are moving in to the Palestinian territories. And um, Abbas allies fear that the new Israeli government intends to destroy the Palestinian Authority by endangering Western public support for the State of Israel, undermining its democracy, and confounding its allies. See, they don't know what's going on, but he's trying to set up the monarchy. Netanyahu and his hate-mongering cronies show themselves to be their country's own worst enemies. While they divide and rule, the gulf with the West widens and Israel weakens. 
How ironic, after all the blood and tears shed since 1948, to quote a former courageous peacemaking Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin speaking in 1993, if the final fatal blow were to be struck from within, Rabin, remember, was subsequently murdered. His killer, a fanatical right-wing Jewish ultra-nationalist. And I believe it was one of those two that planted the bomb in the Purim basket that uh, a messianic pastor's son picked up and it exploded on him several years back. It was probably about 10 years ago. But he lived and so we can't just look at what's going on there as all of these people are just righteous and biblical. You know, this is what the Lord described as the one who committed harlotry against him. He sent them in the diaspora. You know, several times they were taken away to Babylon. And then, you know, the Romans made sure that they were not allowed in the land. So in the very end, you have Daniel's prophecy, the books being opened. Daniel was the prince of Judah, and he's praying for the monarchy. He's praying for the mountain of God to be restored, the temple to be restored, and God's divine presence to return. So we've got a pattern of that that's going to come to pass. They're going to put a king on the throne, restore the monarchy. They're weakening the democracy. They're weakening the Supreme Court because all of that has to be changed. It's going to change times and laws and put this in place. So like I said, stunning that you've got the 10,000s protesting in Tel Aviv and you've got the thousands protesting at the president's residence in Israel. And therein you have David killed his ten thousands, Saul only killed his thousands. And the people are protesting this government. Really, really stunning stuff. So I just wanted to share what's really going on and how the Israelis are being suppressed. You know, their will is being suppressed. And, um,. This government is doing what it wants, putting things in place of what they want. And this is not going to just be uh, the awesome Jerusalem that we think that we as Christians believe. You know, we've been told over and over, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. Referring to Abraham, you know, and... That prevents people, that people don't want to be cursed so they don't speak out and say, wait a minute, Jerusalem was a scarlet harlot. Her monarchy was the scarlet harlot. And the people played the scarlet harlot against him. They were setting up all kinds of idols. So what are they doing in the last days but setting up a king, bringing in all the idols from all the religions, having the world court there that they're going to set up while they're weakening the Supreme Court now to make that happen, and the regular democracy and going to put the parliamentary monarchy in its place. Wow. I mean, it's extremely profound and prophetic what's happening. So that comparison with Saul the first king of the earth that Israel asked for instead of they wanted an earthly king 
Well, the last thing that's going to happen, they're going to get an earthly king. And they've rejected Yeshua. So, they're going to have that seven-year time to deal with all of this tribulation that's going to come about because of the setting up of this one-world government, one-world religion, set there right in the Sanhedrin court, right there on a wing of the temple. The abomination of desolation happens on the wing of the temple. And the books are being opened So truly, we need to consider all these things that the Lord's revealed to me that I've shared in my videos. I know they came from the Holy Spirit, and He proves it over and over again. So keep watching, because this is changing on a daily basis. These articles just came out yesterday and today, and uh, it just shows that they're up to something, and they're confusing the people because the people don't get it they don't know why they're diminishing the democracy and why they're diminishing the power of the supreme court see we don't know the names of the members of the sanhedrin because now they're keeping that quiet but we know some of the members of the sanhedrin because they met with the turk and they revealed a lot of what they were going to do and they said that when they get these Arab countries together and they they rebuild the temple that's going to be a mosque and they all nodded uh-huh He said, the rabbis said, their delicacies would be as dust. And that is something that's a prophecy. 
Their delicacies will be as dust when God's judgment comes. This is what they're putting in place. And they're even invoking the name of the crescent moon god as if he's God. These are top rabbis that are doing that, that have been doing it the last few years. And especially with that Turk and even Yehuda Glick, I heard him praying with them. I was really shocked. So they want to bring the whole world there back to the place of the Garden of Eden and God's judgment is going to come because he's not going to put up with people, you know, thinking that these idols are him. And they think that we worshiping Jesus is an idol, but it's ridiculous. So this is truly mind-blowing stuff. I'm glad that the Lord shows me things. I've always been really good at puzzles ever since I was a child. So I think the Lord just helps me put puzzle pieces together, you know, and uses the Holy Spirit's prompting. Don't you find this stuff incredible? Every detail just is parallel with what happened in the past that they are doing now. So I just had to share these kind of revelations about those connections. And uh, I know you find this stuff exciting, so I just want you to realize that it's real and that our King is real and He's coming to get us because we've accepted Him in our hearts and His testimony. And the Lord says in Deuteronomy that if Israel paid attention to His testimonies, He would drive out their enemies. But they're neglecting the biggest testimony of God of all, and that is that He is their Yeshua, their Messiah, their Savior and Redeemer. They're completely ignoring Yeshua's testimony. And it happened right there in Jerusalem in the place of the former Garden of Eden because He's the second perfect Adam, reversing the curse of death that happened there. That's why He had to die there. That's why it's written in the book of Daniel, the prince of Judah, that the Messiah would come and be cut off, but not for himself, because he came to save the nation. And, um, you know, a lot of them accepted him, but many, many of the scholarly people did not accept him, because they were set in their ways and did not believe that God was going to do something new, just like... Jeremiah the prophet wrote in Jeremiah, I believe it's 3131, where he says that he will make a new covenant. It won't be like the tablets of stone. It will be on the heart. And he puts his word on our hearts because he's the word of God, you know. He gives us life. He gives us breath and our heart beats. And... Um, he loves us. Sometimes I have a hard time with feeling that love, but it's just due to earthly circumstances and rejections and people, you know, not being loving, you know, conditional love and all of that. But God is unconditional. And I want to go be where he is, and I hope you do too. I hope Israel's eyes will soon be opened to the fact that they are more Jewish accepting Yeshua as their Messiah, not less Jewish, 
I mean, can you imagine having the greatest rabbi that ever lived and still lives being your rabbi? I can't imagine it being greater than that for the Jewish people in Israel. May God bless you. I'll talk to you in the next video. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share, and please support me and my channel. I've been going through a huge hardship since my mom passed and trying to get out of this hardship. So um, thank you very much.